Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. October 3rd, 2023. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. My voice is not at varsity level today. I hope you will endure. First, before we bring on the Dean, Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter, I got to tell you about our partner for the day, or our first one, AG1, the daily foundational nutrition supplement that supports whole body health. AG1 is raising the standard for quality in the supplement category. It replaces your multivitamin, probiotic, and more in one simple, drinkable habit, creating a manageable daily habit. All great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And a huge part of that starts with optimizing whole body health. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D vitamin D, excuse me, and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com backslash bucknuts. That's drinkag1 backslash drinkag1.com backslash bucknuts. Check it out. It's green and it's delicious. Welcoming in today, the Dean, Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter. Gentlemen, how goes it? All good. Love and life. Going well on a sunny morning in central Ohio. It's it's beautiful here in the Gem City, too. I'll say we did Parents Weekend in the central Ohio area. It was beautiful. It's beautiful now. So I think this is technically maybe our Indian summer, but we will not complain. We did have some interesting stuff go, go down over the weekend, and we will get back to that. You guys saw some offensive linemen. 
one offensive lineman left the class, and we'll go into detail on that. But first, Bill, I wouldn't say it's breaking news, but there is a new name on the radar for the class of 2024, North Carolina native Amaris Williams, an athletic defensive lineman committed to Florida. But uh, to say that commitment is locked in, Maybe a stretch given the interest he's getting from a few other schools, including Ohio State. Can you please bring us up to speed on Amaris? Um, why the peak in interest now and what you think of him as a prospect? Chances he ends up at Columbus, yada, yada. Well, Amaris Williams is a defensive lineman, more specifically a defensive end from Clinton, North Carolina. He's been committed to Florida. Since the middle of June, he made official visits to Florida and Penn State, had a lot of other offers. Um, when you first look at him and you or you look at the numbers, I guess you'd say, and you look at it, says he's 6'3", 270 pounds. But right now, uh, he tells me, as of last night, from his mouth, uh, he is exactly 6'3", 265 pounds right now. And your first thought is, well, defensive tackle. That's not the case. Uh, he is a defensive end edge guy that could possibly grow into a defensive tackle. And I talked to both Amaris yesterday and some people very familiar with his recruitment. Uh, I watched his um, huddle video. You watch the first three or four plays and it's wow. I mean, he lines up in the backfield sometimes and he blows people up when he's blocking. He runs the ball. He plays defensive end. He plays a little inside. He pretty much does it all. I think he sells, sold popcorn at halftime of one game. But uh, as somebody told me that's has seen this kid in person uh, more than one occasion, the kid is a freakish athlete, and you want him to be the first off the bus. Mm. He looks that good. And if you look at um, uh, the two stories I posted on our site yesterday, uh, you look at his uh, definition, his muscles, and whoa. Uh, he's a guy that is interested in Ohio State. He is still committed to Florida. He told me last night. But he also said, as he put it, he'll probably make an official visit to Ohio State. That's the key. I said, got to get him on campus. Uh, and it looks like that's going to happen. You never know for sure. He says probably right now. But I tend to think he's going to make an official visit to Ohio State. He said he does not know when that would be right now. He hasn't worked that out. Uh, he's not exactly a newcomer for Ohio State. Larry Johnson um, has been talking with him for over a month now, and they finally went ahead and offered him a scholarship. And the schools that are still pursuing him right now, obviously Florida's still recruiting him. They like him as a stand-up, potentially a stand-up rush out defensive end. Ohio State is recruiting him as a defensive end. Um He's impressed with JT Tuimoloau, and that's the guy that, um, if he came to Ohio State, that's the position he would play. Um, so, Ohio State, Florida, Tennessee, Penn State are the main schools recruiting him right now, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. But he's definitely, uh, after watching that video of him, I said this would be a really nice addition to Edric Houston on the other side. Mark, given the last 12 months of recruiting at defensive end, 
our Bucknutters are borderline obsessed with adding another defensive end to this class. And I only say borderline because I just didn't want to come out and say straight obsessed. Is Amaris Williams the answer to uh, their prayers? Yeah, this is a stake they can definitely sink their teeth into. Uh, this should give them a little bit of, uh, how do I say, it, new uh, fresh air to breathe in. Uh, Bill, I want to talk about the kid at tailback. A 265-pound tailback, there's multiple clips of him playing in that backfield. And when he takes off down the field, it's just not the big rhino running in a straight line, bowling over people. My man, like, hits some cutback lanes and has got a little shimmy to him. I mean, when you say freak athlete, I think we use that word so much. Everyone's a five-star freak athlete, and they usually are. That's that's what we recruit here. Uh, we get to use these lofty terms. I'm always like, oh, let's quit anointing everybody so freaking good. But we put on these films, and it's hard not to just go, wow, that's above average impressive. That's uh, freakishly impressive. Each clip. You just go, wow. I mean, the tailback stuff really, if you haven't seen his clips, uh, we're not going to get this kind of tailback. But I tell you what, at the goal line or something, what a nice little, you know, toy to have back there. I mean, it'll never happen. But, geez, he is such an impressive guy. And then that same type of athlete, you see him when he comes out of a stance, he's shot out of a gun. He's a defensive end because he has the speed and explosion out of a stance. Uh, it doesn't matter what he weighs. He's handling that 265 pounds, almost like he's 210 pounds. You know, I mean, he looks really nimble on his feet. So, uh, yeah, freak athlete, you know, get the Bucknutters excited now. Let's see if we can get them because we get excited for some of these guys and it doesn't happen. But th this one, nice pull for Larry Johnson. You know, when I when I first uh, uh, brought up his huddle video, I looked at the numbers, says 6'3", 270 pounds, says defensive lineman. I think I'm going to be seeing a, a three technique here. Well, the uh, first clip I see is him lining up in the backfield. He goes to block this the defensive end, I believe, for the other team, and he just annihilates him. Pancake flat on his back. And I said, oh, my goodness, that is not what I – do I have the right video on here? <laughs> is this the right I mean, guy? And you're tight end. To watch. You have tight end ability. You have offensive line ability. You have fullback ability. I mean, there's NFL fullbacks that that's what they are, 270 pounds like that. I mean, you said it, versatile all over the field, cutting the grass, selling popcorn. You know, like it's, it's really one of those guys that bring them into the fold and, and we'll develop them here. Bill, when we've lost these uh, recruiting battles, the high-profile defensive end recruiting battles, it's not to the other teams that are currently in the mix for him. Um, yes, he's committed to Florida, and you said Tennessee and Penn State, but it's not Georgia. It's not Alabama. It's not even Notre Dame, who has like their own lane where they are. There's a certain type of recruit, I think, that's always going to – have Notre Dame real high at the top. Does that give you any confidence? And therefore, should it give us any confidence that when it's all said and done, if the NIL offers are similar, Ohio State's profile kind of outdoes the others? Well, yeah. I mean, if I had my choice and I was recruiting against, you said, well, you're going to recruit against Georgia and Alabama, or you're going to recruit against Florida, 
Penn State and Tennessee, and I'm not trying to put those programs down, but I think I would take those last three programs rather than going against Georgia and Alabama for a kid um, in the South or uh, ACC, SEC country, which I guess there's no country anymore. The conferences are all over the country right now. Good point. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, with him – Again, the key is going to get be getting him on campus, and uh, looks like that's going to happen. Uh, then the key will be, you know, it can, as in most equipments, the NIL is going to be a factor here. It, 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 you know, that's the way it is with pretty much all, all uh, not all, but a good portion of the high-level recruits these days. NIL is a factor. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mark, and Bill, I'll ask you this. I'm a little bit surprised at how good he is. Um, Normally to this point in this recruiting cycle, Bill, a guy is this good we'd we'd have already known about. Can you explain why that took place? Is it just, is he a late bloomer? Is it, you know, Clinton, North Carolina, a level of football that, that was not known? And I get, I know Florida is a big time program, but it just seems kind of bizarre to me that he's come up this late in the mix. Bill. Well, I think, I think part of it is that um, um, just the fact that Ohio State really wasn't recruiting him a lot until about a month ago. Um, uh, so we didn't really talk about him because he wasn't really on a high state's radar screen during the summertime. You know, the, 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 if a high state had been recruiting him hard at that point and there had been mutual interest, we'd have been talking about him, but that wasn't the case. And I got to say, um, we've talked about this before, but uh, sometimes people get so um, they overreact as far as <laughs> um, no, yeah, they overreact as far as um, uh, what Ohio State may not be getting at a per- certain point. Now, I always go back to this. Mark Pantone and his staff are tremendous at creating and finding, creating additional or new options. They're tremendous at it. Um, people right now are saying, well, the only option is Jordan Seaton to f- finish out. And he is right now the only option. But uh, Ohio State, they didn't have any options other at defensive end, and now we have Amaris Williams, who is a great option. Ohio State has gotten themselves in the game. And I've been saying, you know, Jordan Seaton is the only option right now at offensive line. But 
Ohio State is going to look for guys later to flip if they need to. They're going to look for guys in the transfer portal if they need to, and they're probably going to be successful at creating and finding new options. So Amaris Williams is a new option that they just got in on about a month ago. Um, Down the road, if they need a safety, which right now they still do, to Ryan Nichols, if he doesn't work out, I would bet money on it that down the road they're going to find and create a new option at safety, whether it be a flip or a transfer portal guy and so on. They're good at this stuff, and they know how to find these guys. And they are Ohio State. (laughs) I guess we should say – go ahead. I guess we should say Jordan Seaton's the top uncommitted prospect because, like you said, Bill – there's no, there's no rules anymore in love and war. You can go into anybody's recruiting class now and just offer their best dudes. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, a lot of times schools get these kids committed to sophomores based on their potential, and they look good as sophomores. And then as they go into their junior, senior year, they hit that potential and they look freakish. So the, the development hits. And, yeah, the, you don't get credit for offering them two years ahead of time and knowing that. It, what happens now is someone comes in and takes the finished product. The other thing that happens is – we act like all evaluations are finite. Just because on this day right now, this is the best, it'll never change. There's no one else that'll ever be there. Uh, if you play fantasy football, Puka Nakua and Devon A-Chain were the last picks of your draft, and no one wanted them. No one probably even took them, and they're both as hot as can be. And you'd probably take them over hundreds of other players that you drafted in front of them. Recruiting's just like that. Just because you don't know about these guys doesn't mean they're not good. And if Bill and I in the bit were in the business of aggravating Bucksnuck subscribers, we'd go around every committed class from USC and Oregon and Texas and say, look at the best three or four guys they have committed. They might be better than the guys we have committed. And then you'd say, oh, when we go to these guys at Florida or Tennessee and try to steal them, that's why we weren't talking about them because they were committed somewhere else. So. Right. There's NFL players committed to Florida, you know, all these other places, Penn State, Michigan. And it's rating those rosters is where you find your best players, not so much the uncommitted guys. So, yeah, we're not in the business of going around and showing you other people's committed players and how good they are, but they're they're out there. And if Ohio State needs – yeah, and if Ohio State needs them, they know where they're at. I mean – the top 20 defensive tackles, Ohio State's tracking no matter where they're at. And when they need them, they're not going to be intimidated by a, a school that has them committed. And, of course, any school that's struggling, Michigan State or other places, you definitely do a, a an autopsy on their roster and their best players, and you kind of go after them. This is the new day and age. And I think the sooner we realize that it's not college sports anymore, there's going to be an NFL free agency to this. There's going to be an NFL field of our teams now. Um, that that's the new thing, but there's always, and I, I guarantee there's more players out there. We're not talking about that. We would love to have, by the way, I heard a great nickname for Puka Nakua, Puka Doncic, uh, <laughs> very cool nickname. Whoever thought of that, give them a lollipop. Uh, I want to let you guys know about our, our second sponsor of the day. And that is Jonathan green, black beauty grass seed. If you haven't already, now is the perfect time to get it. It's naturally green in color and has roots that can grow up to four feet deep. And it's super drought tolerant because you know the rain is coming. It is Ohio. With over 130 years of experience, Jonathan Green is a name you can trust for quality lawn care. They only sell the best product on the market. 
Best part is this, Buckeyes fans. They're offering 10% off your order on jonathangreen.com. Head over there now and use code BUCKNUTS10 at checkout. Don't wait any longer. Make your neighbors green with envy and turn your lawn into a showstopper. You'll see thick, lush green grass. That's the envy of your neighborhood. Visit jonathangreen.com. Use coupon code BUCKNUTS10 to get 10% off your order of grass seed, lawn fertilizer, weed controls, and more. Jonathan Green, quality lawn since 1881. As I said, you guys better have handled that during your honeydew weekend you just had because you're going to be busy here up through uh, about Christmas time. Got a guy I want to talk about, offensive lineman from Ohio. I want to credit my dude here for getting the question out so that I can give him some credit. Here we go. Bill, you'll like this too. Mike Schaefer says, Grand Poobah. How did Carter Lowe from Toledo Whitmer look on Friday? Bring us up to speed quickly, Bill, on Carter Lowe's recruitment, when he was offered, that kind of thing, where he stands, and then Mark can give you the eyewitness uh, report. I definitely like Ohio State's chances with Carter Lowe. Um, And they're working it. Um, Justin Fry and Ryan Day were at Carter Lowe's school during the day on Friday. Um, Justin Fry made it an afternoon evening. Uh, he stayed for Carter Lowe's game then on Friday night as, uh, Mark, uh, texted Dan and I a picture of, uh, uh, Justin Fry at that game, but he made it an evening out of it. And, you know, they're making their pitch and Carter Lowe is definitely interested. Carter likes Ohio state a lot. He likes, uh, uh, his parents like Ohio State a lot. Really nice people I've talked to on more than one occasion. Um, doesn't mean he's a he's a, uh, a sure thing, but I like Ohio State's chances there. I think that uh, he wants to. He's got um, big schools, Alabama and so on. Uh, Georgia pursuing him in the South. Uh, Michigan is a factor here. He's a Toledo kid, but I like Ohio State's chances. He's going to be back at Ohio State for the. Um, Penn State game. He's been to Ohio State once already this season. He also went to the Summerfest at Ohio State at the end of July. He went to Ohio State's camp. And the old saying in recruiting is, don't follow what they say, follow the visits. You follow his visits, and that gives you a good feeling about Ohio State. Again, I wouldn't say that it's a sure thing. I never like to say that, but I like where Ohio State is right now. Mark, you saw him? Toledo is close enough to Michigan that sometimes the poison crosses the border there. Are you in any fear of of him going elsewhere? And would that be a big loss? Uh, I'm not in fear of anyone going elsewhere. There were people on the sidelines that were actively saying, we think we got him locked up to Ohio State. Uh, And they were telling that to Coach Fry. And I don't know who was getting more attention at a football game, Taylor Swift or Coach Fry. You know, an Ohio State guy shows up at your game. Relative. Yeah, I mean, it's it's worthy of, you know, everyone walks over, says hi, they give them the dirt. I mean, a lot of coverage like Taylor Swift. Now we can tag our podcast as we talked about Taylor Swift and all the Taylor Swifties will come yes. in and watch it. So uh, I digress. But this was a unique game. Uh when you watch Carter, he put a couple blocks on people at the beginning of the game where he just flat out pancaked them, drove. That was the clip I think I sent you guys. 
And then the Perrysburg defense did something I've never seen. Bill, we've seen games where Bryce West and Aaron Scott, you watch them and they don't do anything. You know, the other team just goes away from them. Uh, they get the Jordan treatment or whatever you want to say. I just saw an offensive tackle get the Jordan treatment. And, I, and you know, it became a topic of conversation as we got into the second quarter. Whitmer shifted, or I'm sorry, Perrysburg shifted their defensive front to his side. When the snap of the huddle came out, they called the defense extra heavy to his side where for, I want to say, 12 plays in a row, Carter Lowe backside hinge blocked because there was such a gaping numbers loss on the other side of the field. They had to run to the other side of the field. And I was out there counting bodies and saying, oh, my God, why aren't they going? I mean, this is the best offense. And they were actually flipping Carter back and forth on the offense, left tackle, right tackle, yes. even at tight end, to try to get him as the point-of-attack player. But when you have three guys standing right on top of him, one of them is going to come through unblocked. And so you had to run the other way, and it was like, this game just get this boring for me personally where the guy I came to see is literally going to backside hinge because they're ripping off 10 yards of carry to a bubble that's only got two players the other side of the field. To confirm this, the defensive coordinator for Perrysburg is Mike Ward. He used to be the coordinator at Toledo. I saw him at halftime, and he wasn't much in the mood to share, but I said, what are you guys doing on defense? And he just looked at me with a smile. And one of his assistant coaches from behind said, oh, you're here. For my, I watched your podcast. We knew you were going to be here. So I don't know if we clued them in to how good Carter was going to be, and they came up with a game plan. But the Bucknuts podcast all came full circle at halftime of that game where as I was getting up the info, they are like, we know who you are, and we know what you're here to get, and we're not going to let that guy uh, be the topic of your conversation next week, how he kicked Perrysburg's you-know-what. So really unique to see that type of respect for a high school offensive lineman where we're calling our defense away from you. So there's your story. Paul Edwardy has asked me this on several occasions, and I got the answer. My wife got that sweatshirt at Costco. <laughs> I can't explain it. You can go online and check it out. They have a few on there, so – Costco is not a sponsor. If they want to hop yeah. on here, a company of that ilk, please bring the noise, dog. We are we are up for Costco. But, Paul, I apologize um, for not having the specific link because she tells me they don't have them anymore, the exact one. But you can go there, and, and they got something similar. So Costco, like they need our help. <laughs> My wife is a frequent shopper there as um, well. Listen, man, I grew up. So we're going to digress quickly, but my wife, when I first started dating her, her wife had five kids, six and under, and they lived at Costco. And my godson, I used to call him Cheeto because he would walk around with one of those, a bag of Cheetos bigger than him. And he would have cheese dust up to his arm because he would have his arm in the, the fifth kid who was raised by wolves, obviously. I used to call him Cheeto, but anyway. Uh, I'm not sure that's even healthy anymore to even talk about eating big bags of Cheetos. I'm, we're going to get canceled. Um, let's find some more co good questions here because they did. There's a good one. John A. Schultz. I think last week, Dan, the Dean and Mark all talked about not making Ohio high school co coaches angry 
by taking offers away from kids who committed. Any chance of that with Nave losing his scholarship? Okay, this brings us to a topic we wanted to discuss. And that is Mark Nave previously committed to Ohio State. They've chosen to go their separate ways. Um, I'll let you guys both answer that question any way you want, and you can kind of feed in the Nave vibe into it, Mark. You can go first on this. They backed off Nave. It sounds like it was, I don't know if it was mutual or not, but do you think the fact that using Nave as the example that will hurt Ohio State with other, you know, highly regarded Ohioans they have their interest in? No, I don't think it does. And and I don't know the details of this situation very well, but it sounds mutual. It sounds like at some point, you know, the maybe the relationship wasn't as strong or maybe the opportunity was better. Um, sometimes you really can't fault when people, when humans break up or there's a breakup in the recruiting process. Sometimes it's not about we pull or, you know, we found someone better. Um, Ohio State does this amicably, I think is a good word, where, you know, if, if the kid's good and he's a good student and he wants to come to Ohio State, they're always going to take him. But if there's something out there where they catch him visiting other places, and, and that's happened before where I think early in the year, uh, Sam Williams Dixon was down in uh, Kentucky with his brother or somebody, and it's almost like you're cheating on Ohio State. Like, oh, my gosh, you went on a date with somebody else. Uh, and that's tolerated at different levels by different staff members. Some people have a zero tolerance. Like we can't let other people understand it and say, you know what? That's a 17 year old just getting out there and, you know, exploring his options. Those are some parents that are uh, flipping over more stones, doing their due diligence for their son. They get to do this process one time. Um, don't begrudge them the opportunity to see what else is out there. But at the end of the day, I, I don't think, it's a damaging type relationship. The only one I can remember that was sort of damaging was the Mitchell Trubisky um, at Menor. He was one of the first offers for Urban Meyer. And then that offer sort of, you know, just kind of dissipated. And, you know, that I don't think that went over as well because I think he did try to commit maybe if I remember. Yeah, and then they said, fine, you're going to play safety. And he's like, what? There's, yeah, there was, you know, there's things that go sour that way, but it's Ohio state. They're the hottest girl in the room. It's hard to ever be mad at her and it's hard for her ever to be dateless on a prom night. So yeah, it, it's, it's never something you want and Toledo central Catholic and some of these schools are perennial powers with perennial prospects every year. And you don't want to damage next year's guy. So the, I don't think that's going to happen. Danny Clark. Yeah. Th there's, there's some good examples where it's icky. I think the word is where you're like, uh, you know, when they, they come from these Hovens and places where you're going to frequently shop, like Costco. You don't ever want to get your Costco card banned, you know. It's not, not if you have five kids under the age of whatever. So, yeah. William, your thoughts? You were all over the Nave story. You can put it in context for us better than anybody. Well, I think the key is it's got to be a match, a good match for both sides. Um, the, the school needs to feel like this kid can really help us. And the kid needs to feel like I can play at that school and, and I'll have a good chance to play. And sometimes you think that early on, you know, both both uh, sides feel like this is a good match. And then as things go on, then they uh, both sides feel like it's not necessarily a good match. You know, uh, maybe this uh, player is not going to be able to play as effectively as the school thought. And maybe the player feels like, you know, I need to go to a place where I'm a little more sure that I'm going to be able to play. And 
And that happens sometimes in recruiting. It doesn't become a good match as things go on, and both sides decide that uh, uh, it's in our best interest to go our separate ways, and that's what happened with Mark Nade. I'm not trying to ambush you guys here, but this is your thing. Is Jake Grimm Ohio State caliber, and I assume they are not referring to the children of Russ Grimm, who I covered in high school, and his son Cody Grimm was the most instinctive football player I've ever covered, Virginia Tech in the Buccaneers, not related to Jake Grimm probably. Mark, you nodded. Please take it. Yeah, I haven't seen him yet this year, but I do remember him. Where is he from? I believe he's from Gohana, Lincoln. I could probably do the Google on it real quick, but I – I know I have him in my report. I know I have the name. He's not in my top uh, 50, which would be the guy that, you know, really have a chance. But we haven't regraded this year yet. So I'll, I'll check out that name again and look at it. But uh, I remember him as an offensive lineman, I'm pretty sure. I think he was a guard type. So, pardon me? I think he froze up on me, Dan. I think, uh, nice. I think, I think Dan said Bill. And um... – you know, as far as I know, he is not on Ohio State's radar screen. And, um, again, right now the guy is Jordan Seaton, And um, I think he'll be the guy until we figure out what he's going to do. And nobody knows. He's not, he's not the most predictable guy in the world. He's changed his official visit schedule more than once. And, uh, 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 but he's the guy that Ohio State is all in on right now. Um, and... Um, I think it's, you know, like I said before, um, you know, what? if they need to, they'll create other options. They'll find other options if they need to, whether it be flips or portal or whatever down the road. You know, I now that I'm going back at the Lincoln uh, Pro Day they had, he was kind of the show. They had him kind of featured out of left tackle. And he was the one that Elijah King went against a few times and. When he went against them, you know, Elijah King's the big-time defensive end. We all said, wow, that looked pretty good. And then I remember the college coaches saying, let's see that matchup a few more times, and it never happened. And I, Elijah flipped to the other side, and a uh, JV kid went against him a couple times, and he just dominated that kid. But I'm going back in my mind, and I'm pulling clips up of him. He was a fast riser that day, but I don't know if he was long enough, and I think he was more of a guard. But I think that day he sort of blew up from – being a math player to maybe a mid big 10 upper big 10 player. So yeah, I can understand the question. Uh, and I'm not sure about the Elijah King. I'm going to go see Lincoln here. They're having a heck of a year. And I think I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, if you're 10 and 0 right now or headed towards 10 and 0, I'm not worried about you. And I might not even see it till week three of the playoffs. Cause I'm pretty confident you'll be around for me. Uh, I got to pee. I got to, do that thing like the survivor pool. I got to see who's going to get knocked out and make sure I see them before they get knocked out. So, but I believe me that the week the week that I do see Lincoln, I will make sure we have some clips of King and uh, Grimm to make sure that we're, we've covered them pretty well. Yeah, Mark's but, I, but, I, but I understand where the question's based from because he did have a blow-up type of uh, feel to him. Yeah, and like Mark tries to see all these teams, all the real teams in the state. I don't use the word real. He tries to see all the teams with prospects at least once. So – that's how he's balancing out. And like you said, there are some teams that come out with their schedule every year. And at the end, it says playoffs, even though they haven't made it yet. Those are the teams you can wait a little bit to see. You cannot wait to see these guys again. You have to wait till Thursday. We will have a full preview of what they're doing for the weekend. We'll take a look 
at the Terps as uh, Maryland visits this weekend for a noon kickoff. I will be in attendance with Mr. Bucknut, so that will be an adventure in and of itself. <laughs> Appreciate you guys stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknut. Yes, Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I feel it in my I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor, Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.